Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, that is us. Good evening, everybody. Bernie Fratto, Arnie Spanier. We are live at the TireRack.com studios, as I told you. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Mark Medina going to join us at about 20 past the hour. Got a lot of NBA questions for Mark. Can't wait for him. Who's Skip's new co-host going to be? I'm going to give you a little bit of a hint. Is it me? Is it Skip and Arnie? That'd be a lot of fun, Bernie. I'm telling you that right now. If it was Skip and Arnie. I would watch. Oh, yeah. Damn right. Yeah, damn right you would. But we'll see. I will let you know who Skip's going to co-host with all that coming up this hour. First, though, my friend, I, I do want to ask you this. I'm a little disappointed because I've been hearing bad reviews on the Indiana Jones movie. Are you a Indiana Jones guy? I, I love those movies. I mean, they're iconic. They're like, wouldn't you say, like top ten uh, iconic movies out there in the history of movies. And um, I, I hear some people like it, but it's getting bad reviews, Bernie. I don't know where well, you stand on that. It's going to the well one too many times, right? We, well, that's what we do. Origin, yeah. you, you realize the original came out in 1981. Oh, get on. And that opening that scene with that, that giant rolling boulder down yes, the hill. Yes, Okay. And that kind of set the stage, and the special effects were ahead of their time. And here, you know, wow. here, now, what, how old's Harrison Ford now? About 93? Uh, right? So you look, oh, my goodness. Right, so, yeah. look, I, I, I'm not going to go see it. Um, they've managed to really? milk the hell out. 
No. They managed to milk the hell out of that brand, that franchise, for all it's worth. Uh, you know, is there no new creativity in the world, right? I mean, come on, man. So the long and the short of it is, I, I haven't seen it. Uh, I don't know what reviews it's getting. I don't particularly it's not care. Getting, it's not getting good reviews. It really is not. But Though that's the experts. I don't know if I – do you normally agree with the experts on whether they tell you to go see see a movie or not or what? Not Usually not, but yeah. I, don't, I don't base whether or not I'm going to see a movie on the critics' review. Right, They look right. for things to go wrong. I mean, uh, you know, there's certain – I'm big on, on dialogue and plot. I'm, I don't really care too much. I mean, car, ch- you know, chase scenes, shoot them up. Okay, that's mundane, uh, non, you know, mindless stuff to me. I, I like good, uh, you know, dialogue, and I like good plot-driven, you know, thoughtful movies. You know, right. that, that bring a lot of elements in. And I don't know, maybe Indiana Jones is one of them. I'm not so sure. Yeah, so I, I mean, I like it. So I, I'm going to go ahead and check it out. I'll have some time next week when I'm not filling in, and I'll just go ahead and, and see how I like it. But um, yeah, I, I always loved all their movies, man. He, he was a, I'm a big fan of his, you know. So Harrison um, Ford. Yeah, I always liked him, and he's got into acting late. You know that, don't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's a, he's yeah. had a hell of a career. There's no doubt about that. He's he's still box office, I would imagine. Yeah. All right, uh, Bernie, lots going on this hour. Like I said, we got a lot of NBA to get to. But first, something we didn't even expect to really talk about coming into the show, but it was kind of a story. It kind of broke, what, 20, 30 minutes before we, we got on the air. I was texting Plank about this. I'm, I'm a little confused, but San Diego State, who at first said they were going to opt out of what the Mountain West or was. A, yeah. and, and Now, they didn't say they were going to go to the Pac-12, but there was speculation they were going to go to go to the Pac-12. And then just a couple of days ago, maybe, what, four or five days ago, they said they were going to go back and go back to the Mountain West. Now the Mountain West came out with a statement. This is getting crazy right now, Bernie. What's going on here? Well, it's, it's, it, uh, let's demystify this for a second. San Diego State has always, literally going back to the 80s, had designs of wanting to be in the Pac-10, Pac-8, Pac-12, yes. whatever you want to call it, right? Well, all of a sudden now, fast forward to a year ago, and the Pac-12 loses two landmark brands, right? USC and UCLA. They're going to the Big Ten and 2024 so the Pac-12 there's no doubt in my mind had designs on looking at a couple of schools including San Diego State maybe even SMU but it's all predicated on them getting a new TV deal which they have not gotten in early May San Diego State sent a letter to the to to the Mountain West Conference powers to be and the Mountain West Conference is, is UNLV Boise State Utah State, Air Force, San Jose State, all those schools, Wyoming. And San Diego State's had great success in this conference, right? Certainly in basketball. They're a fixture, they're a fixture in the uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, right. They went to the Elite Eight with Kawhi Leonard, you know, many years ago and lost to UConn. Uh, this year they got to the finals, right? Lost to UConn. So they've done a phenomenal job with that program. The football program's been solid. They win the Mountain West Conference just about every year or every other year, and they go to a bowl game. So they have designs on being part of the Pac-12. And one, if I'm being unfair, San Diego State has evolved tremendously as an academic school. Uh, it's right. Not, it's just a party school. Oh, used, when I was young, it used to be a party. That was like you went to San Diego State when you didn't get into the other schools. Well, we, we, <laughs> played, we played them in baseball. My favorite weekend trip was San Diego State. You go to that two-bit sub well, that's a story for a different day. The San Diego State was a big-time party school. Well, now it's a very good academic school. And so fast forward to all of a sudden what the hell happened in the last few days. Well, 
there was an expiration date. The San Diego State brass had to let the Mount West know by June 30th if they were going for sure because you've got to pay an exit fee. Well, and it's, it's not a small exit fee. Well, one thing led to another, and the Pac-12 has been completely unable. I think exit fee was like $34 million. It was exactly. That's, you yeah. nailed it. So, you know, San Diego State opened their new football stadium. They, you know, they keep winning their football uh, conference, all that. So it looked like it was lining up. Well, the Pac-12 did not get their TV deal. They're still right in the middle of this media rights negotiations, and they're trying to bargain with ESPN and Fox but it looks like ESPN and Fox are losing interest for whatever reason. Facts is facts. And because they didn't get their TV deal, and San Diego State, I think, tried to finagle and play both sides against the middle, they're not going back with their tail between their legs. saying, okay, I guess we'll come back to the Mountain West after all. Right. Because we didn't get the, the Pac-12 didn't get their TV deal. And at the end of the day, it's been, it's been reported that the Pac-12 actually never extended San Diego State an official offer in the first place, okay? So do I think that could have happened and maybe would have happened that the Pac-12 got their TV deal? So there's a probability it would have happened, but it's, it's all, it, it all fell apart, and the Apex had to do with revenue coming from a new TV deal from either ESPN or Fox or both. Everything went away. So what happened now? Now, San Diego State... Um, said they wanted to come back, but the Mountain West is not taking them back now. They said you didn't get in um, your paperwork in time, and now you owe us an exit fee of like seventeen million dollars. So I saw that as well. I saw yeah, that as do, well. Do they not want them back? Are they just playing games? Do they just want the money? I can't imagine they really want to kick San Diego State out of the conference now. Do they? No, I'd be shocked if that happened. And I think they're trying to save face. So you get a little brinksmanship here. It's political uh, maneuvering. Uh, and these things happen. I remember when uh, 1994, my first year on the radio, was back in Ann Arbor, and the Big Ten issued a, a formal uh, invitation for Notre Dame to join the conference, and Notre Dame basically gave them the middle finger. <laughs> and they that's the second time they Notre Dame right. had done it. I think they did it in the 60s as well. And the Big Ten has never forgotten that. There's a real grudge. So when you hear all these rumors in the last few years, well, yeah, Notre Dame's a natural. No, it's not. Because they don't want to be there, and the Big Ten is scoring twice. So I think the Mountain West, look, it's all going to come down to the contract. If San Diego State gave notice before June 30th, which is what the drop end was, well, then I, I think that you know they're, they're, they're in compliance. But uh, these are legal things, and I don't have all the details to argue this right. in, moot, in moot court. So I did see what you saw in terms of, the Mount West perhaps trying to extract their pound of flesh. But I will promise you, uh, the Mount West is not stronger with San Diego State out of the conference. And they got a full slate this year in the new stadium and all kinds of stuff. So I- I'm sure cooler heads will end up prevailing. What's going to happen to my Pac-12 and, more important, my Arizona Wildcats? Because I thought Arizona was going to go to the Big 12, not the Big 12 added four teams. That doesn't look like a possibility. So I, uh, what's Arizona going to either the SEC, which that's not going to happen, or they got to go ahead and go to the Big 10, and I don't think that's going to happen. I'm not sure what's going to happen to my Wildcats. Well, I think that there is arm's-length interest, maybe even more so, that the Big 12 has not only in Arizona but also in Colorado. Right. Because if the Big 12 can get their hands around a Pacific West Coast media market, right, uh, the, the, the schools that have been mentioned, and this goes back to March, and it hasn't been talked about a lot since, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado. Nothing has happened, right? Right, The right. Big 12 has shown more interest 
than the Big Ten. I don't think that the Big Ten, I keep hearing Oregon and Washington, uh, they got their hand out from what I can see. They want to be part of the Big Ten. You've got to remember, because I worked, I covered in that conference 17 years. People say, well, why do they invite Rutgers? And by the way, Rutgers is a good, very good athletic program now. Because of the market. That, New York City market. Right, exactly. Why do they invite Maryland? Washington, D.C. market. But is it really worth it, though? Is it yes. getting a Rutgers for that type of market? How many people in that area are Rutgers? New York fans? Metro? You, yeah. Here's what you got to remember. Right. There are more Michigan alums in all of those cities than any other school in the country. Michigan's oh, been wow. around since 1817. So you got, there are 15,000 transplanted Michiganders living here in Las Vegas. And a lot of them are University of Michigan grads. So when, when Michigan plays, you're going to draw a TV audience, whether it's in Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Washington, D.C., New York, and the Big Ten, even though they got 14 teams, they're a trademark copyrighted brand, so they're never going to change their name. So what the Big Ten has been able to do as a result of proving that they can bring massive numbers of eyeballs to their games every Saturday is negotiate a contract that's the envy of the SEC and the ACC and the Pac-12 has been asleep at the wheel for a decade. Mm. A decade. They should have been out in front of this 10 years ago. Right, because right. Bad these leadership. Are, but these are quality, historic football programs, okay? USC, come on. It's right. They, I'm going to miss them. UCLA and USC are going to be missed big time, no doubt. Oh, uh, you should see the home and away schedule the first year, too. Uh, you know, I think Ohio State comes to UCLA. And oh. USC goes, yeah, it's really it's really going to be cool. And what about look, Oklahoma, I, Texas going to the SEC? I'm sure they're, I saw their schedule. They look fantastic. Well, this is really going to be sensational. There's no question that when you get the Blue Bloods together and you get the stars together and, and, and the big-name iconic teams, uh, that truly is, is enticing to the average fan and, of course, the alumni fan bases around the country. But that's what makes the Big Ten TV contract so appealing to the suitors because they know that they're reaching more households than anybody else. The Pac-12 is trying to do a facsimile of that. They haven't been able to do it. Had they been able to, I think, frankly, honestly, Arnie, I think San Diego State would have been a good addition to the Pac-12 uh, because they, their athletic program is very good. And, you know, the Viejas Arena, 13,000, that experience with the San Diego Show is one of the best in college basketball. And I think the football program would have continued to be, be able to recruit. There would have been more revenue. It just didn't happen. No, didn't happen. I tell you, I'm, I'm curious to see what the next step is. By the way, have you bet on any college football games yet or no? No, I, I, I've held off. Uh, I, yeah. did bet, I, I did bet the under four and a half wins on Colorado. and uh, They're and, and not Deion looking Sanders. so good now, yeah. Well, look, I, I love Dion. Uh, there's lots of reasons for me to like Dion, and I can describe them all. I would just say this. This isn't, you know, some fantasy, just throw a bunch of kids that can run fast and jump high and into a blender and add water. Let me give you a little. Uh, TCU got fairly hit hard by graduation, right? Well, right. Colorado opens up at TCU. Oh, yeah. TCU's a 21-point favorite in that game. <laughs> so I, I don't see Colorado getting to five wins. Wow. And wow. I like Dion. Give him time. Give him three years so you know what you got. But I think they got a bit of a target on their back. But guess what? What does Dion do? He puts asses in seats. They're selling out there in Boulder. What, they had like 30000 for the spring game in Boulder. Uh, you know, uh, I think even Mork and Mindy were there for crying out loud a couple months ago. So, you know, people uh, people bet them to win the championship. You know that, don't you, Bernie? Well, my good buddy, Mike Pritchard, who lives here in Vegas, a college football Hall of Famer. He was on the Colorado National Championship team. 
1990, played for Bill McCartney. He was MVP, the championship game against Notre Dame. Uh, I think he bet the over, and I said, well, you know, Mike, uh, you know, that's not like a little uh, fanboy action there. I mean, I love Mike, but come on, man. I, I think it's I think it's a little delusional to think they're going to step on the field and do what they hope to do. Now, three years from now, look, I, I get such a kick out of Dion. I love the way he communicates. I thought he was a great baseball player. He's a brilliant – he would be great in the media, anything he puts his hands on. So I'm not betting against the guy other than after this year. And I will never forget when he walked in after National Signing Day, and it was reminiscent of the scene from Trading Places when Eddie Murphy had the party, and he looked around, and it's late at night, and everything's torn to shreds everywhere, and there's beer cans and Who's trash. putting out their coals on my floor? <laughs> and he says, he, he says, get the F out! <laughs> That's what basically Dion did. Oh, he walked into it. a group and said, get the F out. And I go, well, you know what? You can't fault the guy because you know where you stand with him. All right, he's Bernie Fratto. I'm Marty Spanier. Bernie, when's the last time you looked at your tires? I mean, really a close inspection. Worn-out tires are a danger to you. Your passengers and other drivers, they take longer to stop, not to mention they decrease your vehicle's fuel economy. To check, grab a quarter, stick it in the tread. If you can see the top of Washington's head, it's time to replace. Head on over to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where. You drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to you or over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get a free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. They bring the tires to you at home or work and install them right there on site. Ultra convenient. So go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Firestone test results and special offers. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Coming up next, Mark Medina, the winners and losers of the NBA so far. That's next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it, you listen to it, I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. 
All right, good evening, everybody. Bertie Fratto, Artie Spaniel, right here on Fox Sports Radio. It's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I want to get to our guest joining us now. Of course, Fox Sports Radio Insider, uh, our buddy Mark Medina. How you doing, Mark? Thanks for stopping on by, my friend. I'm doing well. Just trying to keep up with all this NBA news. It's like moving rapid fire here. Yeah, well, you know what? Like, we got to start with, with Damian Lillard, we're con- contractually obligated, but um, how, how long is this going to take? And they say it's going to take a couple weeks. I, I don't understand why when, um, you know, there's really, what, Miami, Philadelphia, maybe Brooklyn, and that's really it, it seems like. I don't know why it's going to take a couple weeks. What's going on at that front? Well, here's the reason it's going to take a couple weeks. I would buckle up here is that the Portland Trailblazers, they're comfortable with uh, playing the long game because, look, they're not obligated to trade Damian Lillard, number one. They're also not obligated to trade Damian Lillard to the Miami Heat. And so I think that their parameters of what makes a good deal for them is if this deal maybe isn't necessarily equal in return. Very rarely does that happen. But is this move still enough to keep them in playoff contention? And so because of that, when you look at Miami, if they're not trading Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo, which they aren't, it's hard to really reconcile with uh, who else would be of interest for Portland. So that that's where the uh, the interesting challenge is going to be. And while we might be talking about this, you know, weeks, even months from now here. Hey, Mark, how you doing, buddy? So uh, we're in agreement that Miami probably has the least amount of assets of all the suitors to uh, send back to Portland, and Brooklyn might have the most. The most. So my question to you is, as time goes on, uh, how much do you think Damian Lillard will be more willing to go to a team that maybe wasn't his first choice? Because it's my understanding, whatever team signs him is going to sit him down and say, are you happy with this deal? Can you imagine if Brooklyn makes the best offer? What's that going to look like? Well, you know what? I think that Philadelphia would make the best offer because they have another point guard that wants to get traded in James Harden. Now, look, I'm a much bigger fan of Damian Lillard than James Harden because of the way he plays the game, the way he's much more available. Um, but maybe if they get a third team involved, maybe uh, you know James Harden is viewed as an asset for Portland because, hey, at least he's a point guard, right? And I think from Philadelphia's end, um, they would look at Damian Lillard and Joel Embiid as one dynamic one-two punch. But because that that trade wouldn't be equal by any stretch, I think that there would have to be a third team involved as far as you know which team would be willing to send draft picks or you know good role players to either by ball club or both to make it work. So that that's what I'm really put my uh, put my eyes on is maybe we essentially just see two point guards swap opposite coaster. Is that a good move to sign a 33-year-old for the next four years who's due like $220 million? No, I'm asked. Some people think it is. Steph Curry's 35. He's still lighting it up. Is, it, is that good financial uh, move there? Well, look, it's a fair question because uh, he's especially been coming off injuries the last two seasons. But I think in today's NBA, whether you're a player or the front office, let's be real here, contracts don't mean anything anymore. So um, when you're when you're talking about, oh, you're going to inherit four years of his contract, like they can trade that at some point. And even if you know he's more, even more at the tail end of his career, there is a value 
four teams to have expiring contracts. Um, but no doubt, it's a it's a fair question to ask, and I think that the the bigger questions that you raise about where he's at in his career, his durability, those are the bigger things that might give some teams pause, as opposed to contracts, just because you know, well, at this day and age, neither neither party, front office or player, really honors it. So, Mark, I want to switch gears. Now that I've had a chance to evaluate some of the moves, I, I look at the Denver Nuggets. Obviously, Golden State believes they got better. Phoenix believes they got better. The Lakers believe they got better. And I think the Clippers are trying to get better. But the Denver Nuggets lose Bruce Brown, who came off the bench and scored more points than any other bench player in the entire playoffs. And they lose Jeff Hyland, who logged a lot of minutes. How much is that going to hurt Denver, and could that be enough to close the gap between one of the other teams I mentioned and Denver? It remains to be seen. I mean, look, they also lost Thomas Bryant to the Miami Heat, Jeff Green going to Houston. I mean, all these guys are really good role players. But at the end of the day, when we're looking at uh, things to rank that determine a championship run, starts with you have one or two stars, and if they're healthy, if they have good coaching, and they still have that with Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Malone, the head coach. But no doubt, uh, one of the reasons why the Nuggets got so far was their depth and continuity. So uh, I would still pin them as the favorites to win the NBA title again, but they have lost some of their championship armor while other teams have gotten better, like the Lakers. I would rank them number two in the West right now. I'd rank the Warriors number three, maybe Memphis number four, knowing, well, you're losing John Morant for 25 games, but, uh, you know, they extended Desmond Bain. They got some uh, adults in the room now with Derrick Rose um, and Marcus Smart. I take that back. I would probably put Memphis lower in the standings because I think the Phoenix Suns, they've done a pretty good job with finally getting some good depth around their star players. So thinking about it, it would be Denver 1, Lakers 2, Suns 3, and Warriors 4. And so as I'm thinking out loud here, no doubt if I had to make a prediction, I do think the Nuggets will repeat, but it's going to be a lot harder, and there's, I think, going to be a lot more candidates in the Western Conference that actually have a legitimate shot at winning the title next season as opposed to this past few months. You mentioned the Lakers. Why did they get Austin Reeves so cheap? I thought they people said he could get $100 million for four years <laughs> if he goes somewhere else, and next thing I know, he signed it for, what, $55, $56 million for four years? Million. I, I'm thinking, I don't know, was he promised Space Jam or something? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, What's going on? In, he's going to be in Space Jam 3 next yeah. season. Did he get the <laughs> Here's what happened. I think that this is kind of a chess move here. Uh, I think the Lakers, you know, by getting the word out to different media folks, look, including myself, that they intended to match his offer, I think that scared teams away in wanting to give Austin Reeves an offer because with the rules of the salary cap, the Lakers could match any offer, so they would keep him anyway. But when another team presents that offer, all that cap space is tied up in the meantime, so they can't make any moves with that number. And so I think that teams instinctually thought, well, I'm not going to allow this to hold up, you know, up to three days of me making other moves. 
And so what happened here in the timeline is the Lakers initially offered Austin Reeves four years, $52 million, first night of free agency. Um, he did what any you know smart businessman should do and say, hey, let me think about it. And through the next day, he didn't get any offers. And so I think with that, he then went back and said, hey, you know, we're willing to chat, and they upped the ante a little bit for an extra $4 million. So he, he was willing to give teams a chance to give him an offer, but I really think because of the Lakers' public messaging that teams thought, you know what, this isn't worth the hassle. Uh, even if Austin Reeves is a great player, essentially he is a role player, and, uh, you know, obviously all teams have to still make other moves in free agency. Mark, last one for me. The Bucks' top priority, they managed to bring Brooke Lopez back. Is that little little steam off the kettle for Giannis and his thoughts he might vacate someday? Yeah, I think that the Giannis isn't going anywhere. The Bucks aren't going anywhere either. I mean, they're going to be back at number one. I would pin them the favorites to get to the, East, uh, the NBA Finals through the East uh, because, look, they retain Chris Middleton. They retain Brooke Lopez. Those are really significant pillars here um, for their foundation. And, you know, it looks like that they're going to start, you know, fleshing out the roster pretty well with some other, you know, good moves. You know, they've got Malik Beasley on a one-year deal. And so I feel like, you know, they can round up out the depth with using veteran minimums contracts because those players know, you know what, they have a legitimate shot at winning an NBA championship. So, yeah, they're all all problems uh, that the Bucks face with losing the Heat uh, as a number one seed, uh, I think, are, you know, long and past, and they're going to come out next season as a force to be reckoned with. All right, last thing, Mark. Uh, when by Yama, the number came out 17.5 was the over-under for points per game. Already jumped up to 18.5. What do you think about that over-under 18.5? Yeah, I think it's a fair, fair number. Uh, I would expect him to average a double-double this season. Um, you know, people I talk to around the league say he's going to carry his skills immediately of being a good shooter, being a good post player, being a good rim protector. Uh, he's not going to play all 82 games just because the Spurs and this day and age want to load manage uh, and also give them some wiggle room to adapt to the physicality. So I think right. that he's going to check all the boxes as far as what he brings as instant impact. But knowing how the Spurs are with a young team, I, don't, I think it's too early to say they're a playoff team, but Victor Wembanyama is going to live up to the hype. He's going to post his numbers consistently. He's going to be loved by his teammates and his coaches because he's all about the work ethic and he's going to win Rookie of the Year. And then, you know, next season, I think we can start talking playoffs and beyond. Mark, you got us on speed dial. Let us know when something comes down with Damian Lillard, would you please? <laughs> Will do. I'll pick up the phone immediately. You got it. Take care. Always a pleasure, Mark Medina. Great stuff there. Always love talking to Mark. Certainly knows his stuff, no doubt about that. Uh, we're live at the studios. Does Skip have a new partner or two? We'll tell you about that. First of all, let's check in with the Sager, see what's trending, what's going on to Sager. Let's start with the NBA news. As the Minnesota Timberwolves today gave Anthony Edwards a five-year max extension, he was drafted number one overall in 2020, just averaged 25 points a game last year. Center Mason Plumley re-signed with the Clippers a one-year deal. He averaged, after joining them last season, 7.7 rebounds a game. Milwaukee gave Malik Beasley a one-year contract. He just averaged 11 points per game for the Lakers last season after being acquired by L.A. from Utah. The Bucks also signed Robin Lopez after re-signing Brooke Lopez. The Twins are 35 years old and back together, same team. The Bulls signed Torrey Craig from the Suns, one year plus a player option. The NBA's 
Las Vegas Summer League starts Friday, but there are games in Sacramento and Salt Lake City this week. Currently, the Sacramento Kings on the home court are leading Golden State by five with six minutes to go. Keegan Murray with 21 points. At Wimbledon, first day of play of the fortnight, the two weeks, Sophia Cannon of the U.S. eliminated number 7 seed Coco Goff in the first round. Venus Williams lost her first round match in straight sets. Three late night ball games in the majors at Dodger Stadium. L.A. now up 3-1 on the Pirates in the bottom of the fifth against all-star pitcher Mitch Keller, who's 9-3. Dodgers all-star Clayton Kershaw not only did not start tonight, he was placed on the injured list with a sore shoulder, so he will miss next week's all-star game. At San Francisco, the Giants and Mariners are tied 2-2 in the bottom of the seventh. And on FS1 from San Diego, going to the bottom of the sixth, Padres lead the Angels 4-2, despite Mike Trout with a couple of hits, Shohei Otani with a couple of walks. Halos are trailing on the road. Atlanta won its ninth straight game, 4-2 at Cleveland. Ronald Acuna with his 40th stolen base of the season already. The win to Bryce Elder of the Braves, who's 7-1. Minnesota now is a game ahead of the Cleveland Guardians in the AL Central. Minnesota an 8-4 winner against Kansas City, thanks to five runs in the bottom of the eighth. Yankees came back and beat Baltimore 6-3. Adley Rushman of the O's, who did have three hits, will be in next week's home run derby. Miami with a win. Milwaukee and Cincinnati each one. They're still tied for first in the NL Central. And Houston, with two runs in the top of the ninth, got a 12-11 victory at Texas. Houston had blown an early 10-2 lead. Kyle Tucker, a grand slam. He went four for four. Back to you. All right. Thanks a lot, Steve. By the way, at the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned doubled. Seriously, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. He's Bernie Fratto, Marty Spanier, win for the guys like Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon. Um, I saw this and I'm very intrigued because we know Shannon Sharp has now left undisputed and Skip has been on vacation the last couple of weeks. We've been waiting to see what's going to happen with Skip and who's going to be able to take over on the show. Well, we may have a little bit of a hint because Skip put out on Twitter that Little Wayne, do I say Little Wayne or Lil Wayne? Lil, Lil, Lil Wayne. Wayne. It's my bad, I'm sorry. Lil Wayne and Young Money will be more involved in Undisputed than ever. Look, I, I, I'm i fine with Lil Wayne and Young Money and all that. The only thing I want, because I like Undisputed, I just want Skip to remain being Skip. I don't care if it's Little Wayne, Young Money, um, an ex-NFL guy, me, a third-grade student. It makes no difference to me. As long as Skip remains Skip and remains argumentative and has fun and, and you know reaches out there, um, I'm okay with it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, for it to get back on the air. Well, I know that Skip put out this thing on Instagram. He was at Lil Wayne's house. And they hung out. He goes there a lot. This is like, not yeah. news. Yeah. They, they've been friends for 15 years since. Oh, that long! Since, wow. Since Skip was at ESPN, there's genuine respect. Wow. And, well, first of all, it turns out that that Skip's wife, what's her name, yeah. Ernestine? Ernestine, that? yes, Ernestine. Right, exactly. Apparently, she's a huge Lil Wayne fan. Wow. Okay. And Skip's a huge Lil Wayne fan. All right, so. You know, Skip's very polarizing, but he's been very successful. Skip understands on a very high level that when you have a platform and you're on stage in front of a large audience, you have to bring a certain energy, you have to bring a certain dynamic, you have to bring a certain aura. 
what he sees in Lil Wayne, this is the attraction because Skip's admitted this. So Skip saw Prince in concert. He saw Michael Jackson in concert. Wow. Transcended performers. Well, he thinks Lil Wayne brings even better energy than both of those guys. Wow. So they became friends. And here's what I've heard. That when they get together, they go out and sit in the backyard and chill and talk for three or four hours. They don't talk sports. They talk business philosophy. They talk performing philosophy. They talk... You know, how do you channel your inner strength to get up and do this every day? Yeah, I was going to ask you, is is Lil Wayne going to be able to get up? I mean, what is it, 9 o'clock? Come on, he's not going to be the co-host, man. Come on. What are we doing here? He's he's been on the show many a times before. Okay, that's fine. And maybe he can continue to do that. And they're saying he's going to be more involved. You know, Lil, Lil Wayne's very successful. He he may be in a consulting role and appear every time, but Arnie, I think you got a you know better chance of Gilligan's Island's theme song being recorded by Led Zeppelin and selling a billion copies than Lil Wayne being the everyday well, host. And by the I way, I can see him doing I, some I, shows. Yeah, it, right. that's no slight on Lil yeah. Wayne because again, right. certain people they're going to listen selectively and think we you know we don't have any street cred. So the long and the short of it is this: that how do you even know? Will Wayne wants to be the daily host, getting up at 3 in the morning, doing that grind. That's a grind. Will he be more involved? Well, they already said he was, so take Skip at his word. Is there a genuine kindred spirit friendship between those two? Is there genuine mutual respect? Yes. But this Instagram thing, this isn't something new. They've been friends for a long time, 15 years. And so I think it's being blown out of proportion. Now, part B of this conversation, right? who is going to be Skip's new partner? I think he's got one year left on his contract. I think we'll know in 60 days. You just got to wait and see. Is it just going to be like a former NFL player then? Is that what we're looking at, I guess? Entirely possible. Entirely possible, uh, you know, and so I'd be speculating. You know, the the world is a vexing enough place without me giving hypotheticals. And oh, so I'd love is, to see Tom Brady battle skip a little bit. I think that would be fun. How about that? That might get... That might get tired after about three shows. See, they should, right? Again, they should rotate it, though. You know what I mean? Like you said, one well, they day... May, I think they yeah. may do that for a while until they find That's the guy fine. where there's chemistry. That's right. Fine. I have no problem with them rotating. I'd love to hear different people's point of view, you know? You know right away if there's chemistry. And then after that, you, you try to see if they can evolve and grow. And, you know, everybody thinks they can be in this business, right? Yeah, exactly. Put the microphone and talk for five minutes and don't stop. And let me look in a mirror and tell me what that looks like. And then, okay, you did a show today. Do another one tomorrow. Do another one Wednesday. Well, let's see what you look like three months from now. <laughs> it's an entirely different grind than people truly understand. So you've got to take all those things into consideration and, and, again, against the backdrop of not implying in any way that the relationship between Skip and Lil Wayne is real and there is some you know, connection there with respect to perhaps creative input on the show. I don't know. I'm guessing. But do I think he's going to be – do I think Lil Wayne's going to be Skip's everyday partner? No, I do not. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see what happens when they come back and what happens to the show. Uh, he's Bernie Fratto. I'm Marty Spanier. When we get back, more Nathan Hot Dog oh, Odds. Oh, yeah, baby. And why you never put ketchup on a hot dog, Bernie? You'll explain that. Oh, oh you're, all don't that, get me started. All that's uh, coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. All right, good evening, everybody. Of course, Bernie Fratto, Arnie Spanier, sitting in for the guys, Jason Smith, and his best friend, Mike Harmon. Never put ketchup on a hot dog. Bernie, I'm a spicy mustard sauerkraut guy. I know sauerkraut's like old school, but there's nothing better than a spicy mustard sauerkraut, two dogs, and a Yoo-Hoo uh, to wash it down. But why? why <laughs> You who is the best. <laughs> Chocolate milk. <laughs> well, it's more like chemical milk. I don't know what it is. But I, I love it. I could eat a whole case of, of you who or drink a whole case of that. But why should you never put ketchup on a hot dog? Yeah, Pete Rose used to do uh, endorsements for you who back oh, in the Oh, really? I oh, love yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, dude, ketchup on a hot dog. Okay, first of all, ketchup is sugar. You don't put sugar on a hot dog. You're smothering the flavor of the hot dog. You put ketchup on a hot dog. You're not enhancing it. You're camouflaging it. You're killing me. You're killing me. That's like putting ice cubes in wine or eating pizza with a spoon. You know, in Chicago, ask Mike North. You know yeah. Mike North. He had a hot dog stand. It's a violation of a city ordinance. If you ask for ketchup on a hot dog in Chicago, North used to say, if you ask for ketchup on a hot dog, you'd hand the dog and say, go stand over there and put it on yourself. Even, <laughs> even President Obama once said, it's uh-huh. unforgivable to put ketchup on a hot dog after the age of six. Mustard, wow. fine, onions, relish, sauerkraut, whatever. Just no ketchup because you're killing the whole vibe of a hot dog. Sorry. I- I'll go to my grave with that. No, you know, I would think the Nathan's hot dog eating contest would be better if they could put condiments on it. You know, somebody was there to dress it up before they handed it to you and you had a little mustard. I, I got to assume, anybody ever put like mustard or ketchup and dip it in that before they ate it or it's just too tough to do that, you know? Oh, I'm sure there's some creative types out there, but you know what I think would enhance that contest? You have to what? eat a bag of chips with every hot dog you have. <laughs> now, now we're cooking, right? But Yeah, you know I'd like to see that. You know, it's funny, speaking of that, Joey Chestnut is not a man to be reckoned with. He doesn't just hold the world record for 76 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. Arnie, you like Taco Bell tacos? Oh, I love Taco Bell. Well, Joey Chestnut holds the record for that, too. He ate 53 of them in 10 minutes. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 53 Taco Bell tacos. Taco Bell beef tacos in 10 in minutes. In 10 minutes. So world record. What do you eat, like five a minute? Well, that's 600 seconds, so that's what? One every 10 seconds. I, 10 I, don't, I don't think I could eat that much. I, maybe it would take me a lot longer, but I don't think I could do that. No, no. What's you the like next twi- one? You, you, you like Twinkies? I love Twinkies. Love you had 121 Twinkies in six minutes. No, it would take me longer to eat 121 Twinkies. I, <laughs> you like, my, you like, might take you me at least 12 minutes. <laughs> no, that's you, a you, lot you, of Twinkies. Does he you, dip you, it in water? Or we're just, just getting started. You, you, like, Big, you like Big Macs? I do. Thirty-two love Big Macs in thirty-eight minutes. World record. Now that that wait a minute, wait a minute. Thirty-two Big Macs 
in 38 38 minutes. minutes. That's doable, Bernie. I think I could pull that off. That's doable. I think I could do that. That might be worth it. That's a hell of a strain on your arms, by the way. Anyway, uh, (laughs) how about those little hostess donuts that are like six to a package or whatever? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 257 hostess donuts in six minutes. That's insane. Now, that's. that's, that's, You like hard boiled eggs? 141 no, hard-boiled eggs in eight minutes. No, I couldn't do that. That, that even beats Paul Newman in, 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 in the great movie, of one of the greatest movies of all time. Look, I don't care if it's grilled cheese sandwiches, pastrami, pastrami sandwiches. You know, 165 pierogies in eight minutes. These are all records, all world records. Now, he didn't he doesn't And that's him. That, that's, that's Joey Chestnut that owns the world records. This is just Joey that. Chestnut. Now, by the way, uh, down south... They have crystal burgers. Those, those are. Oh they're yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. They're just like white castles. Crystal like sliders. Yeah, yeah. They are sliders. Yeah. Okay. Hundred and three crystal burgers in eight minutes. But That's this is crazy. the one I can't get my mind around. Okay. For both for two reasons. He ate 413 chicken wings, but it took him 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Wait. Are you serious? Have you ever done anything for two? I, these are all world records. Wait, wait. Have you ever 400... done anything? 412 chicken wings for 12 hours. It took a 413 minute. chicken wings for 12 I hours. I may be able to pull that off, Bernie. 12 that hours. Seem, yeah, that's not that tough. 413. You know? Yeah, I think I can well, pull that off. Have you ever done off. anything straight for 12 hours? Sleep. Other than sleep? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> this is insanity. Now, it, it, we talked off air. I think if there was a contest, peanut M&Ms, I'd give somebody their go. I can go. I can go nuts on peanut M&Ms. Oh, really? That's, that's your go-to thing, huh? Peanut that's my M&Ms. go-to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I I think I could maybe do the chicken wings. I think I, I give you twelve hours. I'm more of a marathon eater than a sprint eater. I'm sorry. I I think that'd be right up my alley. But uh, of course, the what time is the Nathan's hot? That's that noon tomorrow or what? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, and there'll be of course the pregame and all this stuff. And they've been showing the yeah. It, it's quite a thing. Like I said, it's a I spectacle of the highest order. Yeah. All right. Two hours are in the books. Unbelievable. Oh, we got two to go. We got the power hour. We got the bonus hour. We'll come back. We'll reset that. Damian Lillard. We'll talk about some of the other moves out there. Um, I want to throw in some stuff as we get to some NFL, too. So I want to talk a little bit about the Jets and Hard Knocks. All that stuff is coming up. If you want to get in at Bernie Fratto, I'm at Stinking Genius 1. So we'll go ahead and take your tweet this hour also here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.